morning, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets with Chad and Jeanette. Today's episode... All about promotional guidance. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you're there. good. You're good. I'm used <laughs> like, to it. He says as he rolls his eyes. This episode is where we will give you the advice you need when pricing specials, limited offers, you know, stuff like that. Right. So when it comes to promotional... Mm, let's try that again. When it comes to promotional pricing, <laughs> we like to follow these three steps. Uh, you know, it, really, it has to be about a need, a value, and does your budget allow for it, right? It, it, with a need, is there really a need for a special, for the special that you're trying to advertise? Uh, value, obviously, is there value behind it? What, what is the value behind what it is you're offering? Um, and we're not talking about dollars, right? We're talking about the actual value of it. And then budget allowance. Can you actually afford to do it at this price? And that's when it comes down to knowing your numbers, right? So right. you need to know your numbers, be a master of your numbers. Right. So a couple of things that we want to point out here, need. Um, there's now while we, <laughs> you might be looking at us going, oh, like, well, who wouldn't need a 60 or 90 minute session? The issue comes in is when you are offering a 60 or 90 minute session with a bonus item, an extra item that maybe you don't necessarily do all the time. And maybe a lot of people in your area don't require it. Uh, for example, maybe you're, you've, you don't really do foot soaks ever. You just don't do Epsom salt foot soaks, but you're going to offer a promo that says buy a 60 minute session and get uh, a foot soak with that 60 minute session chances are it's not really going to sell because it's your current clients don't really have experience with it. And it's not, it kind of dives into that value. How much do the people around you, your buyer personas value a yeah. foot soak? Let's get real. It's kind of gimmicky, right? Yes. Unless you address, unless you package it up in a way that the value is understood. Right. Exactly. So when we're talking about, when we're talking about value, you want to make sure that they're kind of like hand in hand, like there has to be a need for it in your area. Um, and it has to have that value behind it. So if you're really, I mean, to be honest, if you're really gun ho about offering a foot soak, then you're going to have to do some extra legwork to advertise that foot soak add on meaning what are the benefits how to like how does it help you um but they they tie in together and we want to be specific that the value is not just that it is a lower price if you're going that way which Chad and I don't really advertise lower price items or discounts ever. <laughs> so because that does not add value people don't value uh, how do you put it to me? People don't value uh, discounts as much as they value free things. So at the, I see where you're going with this. And at the end of the day, what you want to do is you always want to uh, remember, you're not doing this for you. You're doing it for your clients, right? So if they don't see the value, they are not going to buy. And the best way to find out what people value, do a survey. Right? right. Just because you love the purple or the color green or the color purple doesn't mean your clients are going to. So why are you going to paint every single wall in your office purple or green? 
You need to make right. sure that it resonates with the people, with your ideal client. And that could be as simple as hopping on SurveyMonkey, putting together a uh, survey, having people rank it, and the things that you think are valuable, right? And then right. Have, have your Facebook friends, uh, you know, put them in order and rank. And then you'll see, it's really eye-opening, but then you'll begin to see what they care about. And now you can create your packages, be promotional or regular around being the solution rather than what you like. Right. So the third step, budget allowance. Now, can you, I don't know if this is possible. Can you explain to people a little bit of how to like mathematically figure out the budget? Because it, it first of all, it depends on the type of promotion that you're offering, but you know, how do they figure out like what is too low of a promotional price? Okay. That's fair. You, there's with our foundation retention growth, we definitely go into the numbers, right? Cause you need to understand your money, your, your business numbers in order to understand what you can and cannot afford to give away on discount or on promotion and really, you know, understand what your cost of client acquisition is and all that good stuff. Right. So when it comes down to it on budget allowance, you know, I, I see it in the groups all the time. People are asking for free this, free that, whether it's software or whatever, you know, I want an online booking system, uh, but I want a free one. Well, listen, A, free is not going to get you what you really want. It's not the right solution. But when you think about it, sure, you may be out of pocket 30 bucks a month for a booking so solution. Um, but what is that? One third of a client, maybe one half of your prices are lower. Seriously, you can't get one additional to offset that cost. You got some yeah. other things you got to look at if that's the case, right? right? So when we talk about budget allowance, you can't come, at, come from it looking, saying, uh, I can't afford to spend $500 on advertising. That's the wrong way to look at it. What you need to look at it is you're investing your $500 into acquiring additional clients. And if you've got all of your um, pieces in place, right? You got your six step process in place, your key behaviors are in place. You're going to be rebooking these people therefore acquiring them as a long-term client and it pays itself off, right? That $500 is not an expense, it's an investment for you. So budget allowance, can you afford to offer this pricing? When we look at, you know, an $80 service, for instance, right? How much of that is going to your expenses? How much of that $80, you know, per hour is going to go to uh, paying you, you know, paying off your rent, um, you know, all these different things. And at the end of the day, you may find that out of that $80, you make 30 bucks off of that, okay? You can't discount your stuff by $30, otherwise you are making nothing. Right. I mean, right? you can, you can do whatever you want, but as long as you are in the awareness of, okay, well, for every one of these that I sell, I literally make no money. Right, on that first one, you absolutely have to have a strong process for rebooking you, you have to be able to do that. So if that's not in place, you're giving your services away for free because you have expenses you have to pay for. Um, Amazon, I believe they're giving away a Kindle and it was like a hundred bucks to buy the Kindle. This is years ago, or a hundred bucks to buy the Kindle, but it cost them $120 to make. Why did they do that? Because they were making money off of the books they sold that worked on the Kindle. So they right. recouped in another way. So sure, sometimes you can sacrifice in one place because you're gonna make up for it somewhere else. And that's kind of where promotions come into play. You may be able to do, you know, a buy three, get one free. Sure, you're losing on that too. But if you get them in there three times, your chances of rebooking them are way greater. That rapport is better, the trust is there. You know, you're really working on them and they're seeing results. 
Right. Now you're going to win that client for more than just those three. And those couple giveaways are well worth the sacrifice. Right. So, I mean, if you're thinking about this, if you're thinking about doing this and, you know, regardless if you have, if you're looking to do it for new clients or looking to do it as a special to kind of boost some sales, get some regular clients that book once a month, maybe purchase and, you know, book more often, you kind of have to use that formula <clears throat> that we talk about uh, with session pricing backwards. So you want to get your total expenses for your month set. And then you divide that total amount by the number of sessions you have per month. So say you have, you're doing 10 a week, you have 40 sessions per month. You divide your total expenses for that month by 40. And that is how much money is coming off of each session cost. I got a really cool guide on this. So if you go to massagecoreacademy.com slash links, look at the establish your session price. There's a really cool guide that helps explain this. And you yeah. can literally just plug your numbers in and understand, uh, you know, your session pricing right there. Yeah, exactly. But you can't start offering a promotional price until you know what the number is. Because the last thing that you want to happen is offering this special pricing and then at the end of the month, when you should be booming and making more money, you're still at the same amount of money you've made every other month or worse, lower. That's not somewhere that you want to be. So that's why we're doing this podcast because promotional pricing is not just, hey, let me get a quick 20 people in the door for some extra cash. It's it's more than that. Um Anything so, with promotions, you have to have a purpose and an intent, right? You have to right. have the long game planned out. And if you're doing it just to get a, uh, like you said, like a quick, a quick payday, um, I, I hate to break the news to you, but you're doing it wrong. You're not doing it with a sustainable business model. And it can be done in a way where you are going to grow and flourish off of the exact same effort. You just have to plan it out accordingly, um, you know, with that purpose and intent. Right. So with that being said, let's... Um, Real quick, let's cover some different types of promotions uh, that we can do before we take a break. So uh, number one, BOGOs. BOGO gift certificates, buy one, get one, are extremely popular and really high selling for holidays. Uh, a lot of people buy them um, and it depends on what the terms and conditions are. A lot of people sell BOGOs and you know, if John Smith is buying them for his wife, Mary, uh, he might give both of those gift certificates to her or your terms and conditions might allow him buy one for Mary, get one for yourself. Uh, so that's where the flexibility kind of comes in. Um, a lot of clients like to receive as well when they're gifting. Um, so, you know, I don't know, Chad, you can weigh in on that as far as any other suggestions for BOGOs. Yeah. BOGO is a really good acronym because it's typically buy one, get one, but it can also be buy one, give one, right? Get one for yourself. And Hey, guess what? You can bring somebody else in for free, right? As long as they're a first time client, their first session on us is free. And that's that, that can be utilized in a really positive way. If your systems are in place to rebook that person. Right. Right. Great. So, and you can, and I mean, I've seen people do buy one, get one 25% off buy one, get one. I've myself have done buy one, get one 50% off, um, for special holidays. Uh, you know, another type of popular promotion is packages that are not, uh, we want to be clear about this packages that are not 
the same as memberships paid for in full. So before we did, you know, we talk about memberships and sometimes you can have a pay up front option. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about packages, maybe in threes or fives. Um, most popular is three where it's, you know, whatever your price is that works for your budget. <clears throat> Suggestion, please use these very strategically. And by strategically, we mean don't use the money that you get from that package all at once. So Chad mentioned this before, if you're looking to sell promotional items to make a quick buck, yeah, you might get through that month as far as packages, but then the next couple months, you're still going to be doing services that you're not getting paid for. So it's, you're still going to have to rebudget and kind of make up for that loss unless you take the strategic route and you say, okay, I made three grand in packages. I'm going to set the money that I made from the packages aside. And when those people come in to redeem those packages, then I will pay myself that money. That is the most strategic way to do that because you're not only getting a lot of sales, but you're also ensuring that your business is still running smoothly financially. So I saw, I saw one really good example of this. So what the... Um, what they were doing was they were taking, so they sold a pack, they sold a package, right? And they, we'll just use your $3,000 example, right? So they sold $3,000 worth of packages in January. Um, but what they did is they took in half of what they sold then. And then the other half was only going into, uh, you know, their income, so to speak, uh, when they came in. So they still got some money, but they didn't take all of it until it was actually redeemed. And I know that can be kind of daunting because, hey, what if somebody doesn't show for 18 months? Well, listen, when you sell these packages, you have to know that they're not coming in potentially for 18 months. Right. Right. And we always suggest... Um, and this, this can get argued, um, especially for the service industry. Some recent links that I've been looking into say that technically speaking, you can't put an expiration date and not see somebody when they have already paid for a service. Um, expiration dates are always still a good thing to put on there as a timeline. Um, legally in your state, you're going to want to check the ramifications of saying, well, hey, you bought these gift certificates, but they expired last year. I, uh, you know, maybe use it as a credit. I don't, I don't know. You'd have to go to whoever your legal counsel is and say, okay, I'm selling these gift certificates. What happens if somebody walks in and it's already expired? Uh, what are, what are my legal boundaries? Um, a second thing to keep in mind is, <clears throat> um, even if you are going to use part of the money uh, that you receive from packages, it's always great to set aside 50% in case you get refunds. Say somebody buys a package, they come in and they are not very impressed with your services and they, you know, call and question you and they say, you know what, can you just refund me those other two? If you don't have that backup money, you're, you're, yeah you're probably going to be scrambling. Yeah. That's so a tough it's a spot to be in for sure. Yeah. It's always good to have at least 50% of those package sales put away somewhere else in case somebody wants a refund. Um, because, and it doesn't, I mean, in our industry, I don't think it happens very often. I haven't personally had it happen very often, but life happens. Some people will buy a gift, gift certificate. And then next thing you know, uh, they, 
are diagnosed with cancer and you don't do cancer treatment. So you either work something out or you just refund them their money. And it's not worth it to go the legal route because costs way too much than just refunding. Yeah. Um, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to kind of talk about uh, a little bit of an advertising timeline. How do you do these different types of promotions? Because it varies depending on what you're going to do. Um, so keep folding your sheets and we will catch you in a bit. Welcome back. And you know what, Chad? I still have a little bit of a question. I felt Can it. You... I could tell. <laughs> you had your fingers I, going, I have a question. I, because I, I understand it, but I'm picking up that like some people may still not understand the difference between need and value. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I know we've clarified it as much as possible, but can you just kind of restate what you said about need and value, because those two words get interchanged so often in promotional advertisements. Do you need a massage? Well, that, I mean, to some people that might seem like, yeah, it's valuable because I need a massage, but what's the difference? Okay. Great question. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not need or value right? You can have value behind it and create a need. Um, at the end of the day, what you should be doing is targeting a specific person, type of person, or persona, if you will, right? And that persona is um, somebody who already needs a massage. And it's somebody who already understands the value that a massage brings. So if you target appropriately, you actually eliminate both of those uh, obstacles right, right off the bat. It's no longer something that you have to cater to in your marketing and advertising, whether it's paid or organic. So how do you address a need, right? How do you overcome these, uh, these things? So creating the need, um, the best thing you can do is arm yourself by educating, uh, yourself with the people around you who are, if you're somebody who does upscale massage, maybe you are the type of person who does, um, at home massage only. In order to find that person that needs at-home massage, um, you probably need to be demographically and, and income-wise in an area where money's there to pay for it, right? I mean, you're going to have situations where there's somebody who will scrape together their last few dollars because they understand the value and they need it, right? They may pay that premium. But for the most part, you want to have an abundance of those type of clients, so targeting appropriately is your very first step. You have to understand your ideal client. And if you put, if you set yourself up for success by knowing who it is you're targeting and you're creating content for them, uh, social media, for example, if you're going to a place that's, you know, 
they got money. Their household income is 200K plus. Well, you're going to want a lot of clean white space and you know the, the graphics are going to have this upscale feel to them. As opposed to if your target is somebody um, who's younger, who might be a little more carefree, who might be, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know what they do for a living. Maybe they're a hairstylist. Um, your, your graphics are going to be more colorful and more poppy and more, you know, modern, uh, right. you know, pop culture style. So once you figure out who it is you're targeting, then all of your marketing is going to be geared towards them and your message is going to be geared towards them. And now you've created the value in what you do and the need is for those types of people. So I know I didn't answer your question. It's not that it's- No, that, no, that definitely helps. It's, it's, it's not that it's need or value. It's um, what is the need? What do I have that I can offer that is of value? And then who's the ideal client that I can put this in front of? And for those of you who are still questioning, like, well, what do you mean? Where am I demographically located? Uh, we have a resource for this. If you go to massagecoreacademy.com slash links, uh, there's a, one of our resource links is uh, like a zip code search. So you can type in where your zip code for your business is, and it'll show you demographically what the average household income is. Um, and then it really helps you create your buyer personas that Chad was just talking about so that you can design your demographics and so on and so forth. Jeanette um, and I did this with uh, her business actually not too long ago. And we found that there was a city Northwest of where she is that has lots of money. And it's the type of people who would prefer to have um, in-home massage, right? They would pay the yep. $250. Now, is she going to do that? Is that part of her specialty? That's up to her, but now she knows, right? right. So if she were to run an advertisement, guess what zip code she's going to use? Right. Cause a lot of, I mean, you know, who's to say that you can't run a promo that says, Hey, for the month of, you know, for the months of June, July, and August, uh, I'm going to be doing in-home massage on Tuesday, Thursdays. Right. Like, I mean, who's to say that you can't do that and then go to their in, you know, go to their house, whether it's a new client or a regular client or a referral and then say, well, you know, and don't make any decisions off of it. Don't say, okay, I'm only doing this June, July, and August. Well, maybe you might pick two or three people up in the same neighborhood or the same area. They're five minutes away from each other. If you maybe say like, okay, well, you know, I can still continue to do in-home massage on Saturday. Right. Pick Who's to say that pick you can yeah. knock them all out? Yeah. Who's One to trip? say you can't go up there once a month? And that's, that's that FOMO. That's that fear of missing out. If you create that fear, uh, you right. can probably get some people who are like, Ooh, I got to jump on this. Right. But at least, you know, what the money, uh, financial capabilities are for your business when you do a zip code search. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm glad that we have that resource up there because I, I didn't do that before I started my business. I just opened up where I did. Cause I knew that there was a mall down the street, you know, that had like Gucci stores and stuff <laughs> in there. And I was like, well, I mean, they're paying full price for designer stuff. So why can't they pay full price for me? Absolutely. 100%. So let's go into a little bit of the advertising timeline, because depending on what you're doing, um, you, you kind of need a plan. You can't just like overnight, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because I've totally done this and it has not served me well. Um, you can't just overnight create this promo, slap it up and then be mad when you don't have any sales within a week. Uh, so if you're doing something like a holiday special, whether it's a BOGO or a package or you know, a limited time offer something, you want to start advertising at least 
a month ahead of time. That's a good starting point, maybe once a week, depending on how much you're posting on social media. Um, I think last episode, uh, we talked about like what the ratio was. If you're going to post three times a week, one of those wants to be advertising, two of those uh, would should be content engaged, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you got it. Absolutely. Okay. So when you're talking about this timeline, starting a month ahead of time, just to kind of like throw it out there and then kind of, you know, amp up how much you're posting about it and newsletters. And if you want to run Facebook ads about it, you can, but a month ahead of time for holidays, because everybody needs, most people plan ahead for holiday times, Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, uh, stuff like that. And you also want to give yourself the time to sift through the emails and the phone calls and get the gift certificates out, make sure everybody's getting them, you know, as opposed to, Hey, I'm selling gift certificates for the next week. And then for the next week, you're just like, like there are just deals raining down on you and you can't get them out in time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. So you don't want to do it last minute. You also don't want to do it too early. So I had a client who wanted to advertise lawn care service and there was still snow on the ground that's not going to be a successful campaign, right? There's yeah. definitely a sweet spot for stuff. Um, right. Sure, he, he was trying to capitalize on Valentine's Day, but February is just too early to be talking about lawn care. People aren't thinking about lawn care. Um, yeah. But if you find that, you know, there is that magic time um, and what you want to do is, yes, you're going to be one of, you know, hundreds of promotional emails coming through. What is going to make you stand out? What value do you offer that makes it uh, an automatic yes? How are you eliminating yeah. no from the equation? Right, right. So, I mean, I like a month and it's not that, you know, it's not that like at the beginning of the month, you're slamming out like your poppiest advertisement, but maybe you're just like dropping it maybe in your, your newsletter that comes out on the first of the month, like, Hey, by the way, we have a special coming out and then they get bigger and bolder and badder as the month goes on. But for holidays, uh, for holidays, definitely a month ahead of time so that people can start planning. Uh, Oh, Hey, yeah, she's going to be offering. Oh, that'd be perfect for mother's day. Cause you know, they might be like, Oh, $85 on mother's day. That's my gift. Peace out. Like <laughs> done, <Yeah. clears> you know? You know, there, um, there was a question um, not too long ago that came to us and they had asked, they said, okay, so I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. Um, I really wish you guys would, you know, dissect more into the things that you bring up. Um, listen, we want to make sure that we are um, giving you that insight and that information and some best practices, but they're for a podcast, you know, we geared this around how long it takes to, you know, fold your sheets and do your laundry. We don't want that. We could talk for hours on this, right? And we actually have a program called Power Build, which is literally a year uh, of uh, one-on-ones with Jeanette and I to help you get all those nitty gritty details. So I, I, I just want to say, I appreciate that you guys want more. I, that's what we're here for. We want more. So if you have a question, jump over to our website, submit a question. Um, if you're looking for that detailed one-on-one, -on -one, we do have our power build program. That is literally uh, what you're talking about is having that one-on-one -on -one and diving deep into these topics. Um, we don't want to get too deep into the podcast because you know our goal is to really just give you some really good uh, bullet points and keep that conversation going and open, open up some minds. Right, 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 right. Uh, we, you know, we didn't really talk about this before the break. Um, so Chad, give me your opinion on limited time offers. Like, uh, for instance, um, I've seen some therapists, uh, myself included, I, I ran it, uh, because I have a lot of older clients, uh, not so successful, but I'm glad I tried it. 
uh, limited time offers, um, like special sessions with add-on extras. I did a COVID-19 special, which was because I'd use essential oil. So it was basically like a big spa-like kind of thing. You get a 90-minute session. It includes all of these essential oils to reboot your system, plus paraffin wax, plus your hot towels, and all of this stuff. What are your thoughts on, one, limited time offers like that, and two, how how do you plan out your uh, gig for advertising that? Okay, so if your tool belt is expansive enough that you can churn different limited time offers, right? So maybe you work with essential oils. And so maybe you, you in, in your offer have one that is sleep driven, one that is allergy driven, one that is uh, in the winter time that is immune boosting driven, right? So maybe you have the ability to churn and burn these different offers. I think they're phenomenal. One of the best um, marketing efforts I've ever seen was done by a company and they do a conference every year. And what they do is at their top banner for the course of three months, they have something up there that says, uh, this expires in 12 hours, five hours, two hours. And what it does is it goes by, goes down with a, or I guess it would increase by a certain percentage, but it goes down by the discount amount the longer that you wait leading up to their event, right? So what it is, it's creating again, that fear of missing out and I wanna maximize my discount. And when you're at the event, you get half off for the for the next one. You book now for a year from now, you get half off of that ticket, right? And what that does is it gets people to buy into it right then. They don't even know who the speakers are. They don't know the topics. They don't know anything, but they delivered on the experience then and promised something similar or better for the next year. And they're creating more income before it even happens, right? Yeah, and that's... So and I mean, and that's, you said it, if you're, if your tool belt is expansive enough, cause you know, guys we're we try to reach out to you guys knowing that there are some of you out there that don't just do massage. Some of you have been uh, nurses, or maybe you have, you know, exercise physiology as a background for college education, or maybe you are really a specialty aromatherapist, or you have other outside things that you include into your business that you can create a conference or an hour long webinar four times a year or something. So, you know, don't think we always like, like we say all the time, change the mindset. You just because you are licensed or certified massage therapist, depending on your state does not mean you are strictly limited to massage. Yeah. So I like the idea of the limited time. Uh, your second part of the question was about how do you ask it again? Uh, what is the timing for marketing? I know you had talked about kind of a decrease in percentage as you get closer to the event, but you know, uh, when do you start? How often? Yeah. So if you're running a promotion, uh, advertising specific, um, you definitely want to give yourself a buffer. So, you know, mother's day, you want to have that buffer ahead of time before you're running it. Right. Um, if you are running off of these limited time offers, you should be at least three months ahead on your schedule, right? So three months from now, you should know what your offer is and what your fear of missing out, what your promo um, advertisements are going to be in order to get people excited about that. So um, no, so no, like know what they are, but not posting yet. Correct. Yes. Okay. It, it, it goes back to like your social media content calendar. You should have the same thing for your marketing, um, for your advertising, for your paid stuff, right? Social media content calendar is going to be about your organic reach, what you put out there organically. You should have something like that for your advertising as well. Now, what you don't want to do is January limited time offer ends in 
February. February, limited time offer ends in March. March, and you want to make sure that it's staggered enough that you don't um, numb your audience to where they're like, oh, she's just going to have something else next month. Or I'll wait to see what she has next month. That might be better than what I'm thinking about for this month, right? You want, you want it to be sporadic enough that it catches them off guard, brings them brings you back front of mind for them, but you still need to have it planned. So if you choose to do it twice a year, you shouldn't have your six month buffer of knowing when you're going to start doing it, how you're going to do it, what the pricing is, what your strategy is going to be, how frequently you're going to be posting, um, how much ad dollars you're going to put into it, knowing that you're going to get X amount back to recoup that, right? Yeah. Okay. That makes that, I mean, that puts a- It sounds like a lot. I get it. It sounds like a lot, but once you, even if you hand write stuff and you create yourself a little month to month calendar and you just say this month is mother's day. And for the three months ramping up to it, these are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to start creating my content. Here's how much I can afford to uh, take a hit on for my services, right? So your yeah. discount amount, um, what it looks like, start putting together your creative. Once you have those things in place, then doing it is very minimal work. It's when well, and if you, if if you're somebody that you know operates off of you know Gmail calendar or an online you know off your phone calendar, you can plug in 30 days before Mother's Day, like start advertising for Mother's Day, and then you know six months before Mother's Day plan for Mother's Day. Like, you know, you can plug all of those things in and set the alerts and the reminders for it. So that even if you're not doing, you know, even if you're not checking your content calendar every single day in Airtable, you're still getting that notification on your phone that says, oh, shoot, I haven't planned anything for, you know, I haven't planned right. anything for this promotion. And while guys, while three, four, five, six months, uh, may not seem like a short amount of time. Um, we're already <laughs> almost, in, yeah, we're almost in halfway through the year. Yeah, we're, <laughs> and, we're cruising right along. It's gone by like that. Yeah, and you know that from December until March is like the snap of a finger. And there are a crap ton of holidays. You have Christmas, you have New Year's, you have Valentine's Day. And then, you know, depending on the year, you have March. Um, March or April is spring, Easter, stuff like that. So if anything, guys, get your content calendar together. Even if you're just starting it right now, after listening to this podcast, go get yourself a $2 calendar from the dollar store somewhere and start circling those dates and then start planning what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it. And then plug all the itty bitty gritty nitty details into your content calendar with your pictures and your text and stuff like that. Because if you don't plan, you're going to end up slamming something up there and it's not going to sell well. And then you're just going to be like, Oh man. Yeah. And you're going to drive yourself crazy. Believe you, me. I, I know that I've done it multiple times. Will. You absolutely will. So I think that about wraps it up. So why don't you tell us what's going on next week? Uh, next week, we have a really cool episode about starting from scratch. Uh, a lot of you guys have asked us questions about this, um, whether you're a brand new startup or, you know, maybe you've worked in Colorado for 10 years and transferred states and you need to know uh, what to do and how to redo. So we're going to get into a little bit of that next week. It's not as daunting as you might think. There is, if you have your strategy, if you have... 
uh, you know, the advice we're going to give you, it, it can be very streamlined uh, and in a lot of cases work out to your benefit. Sometimes starting from scratch can be a plus. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Chad is the absolute best at making those connections between, you know, what you've done and, uh, you know, what you can do for your brand new start. So don't miss it. It'll be a great episode. Keep folding your sheets. Bye guys. I was honestly waiting for you to flop one out just in the middle of it. Just to I'm throw not, me because off I never know what part of these videos you're going to use. I was honestly waiting for it. I thought you were going to just try and get me. All right. I'll be back in a minute. No. Okay.